0: Good Tuesday
1: afternoon and welcome to Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming online at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad. thanks for being with us. We remind you as we get started that if you want to communicate with us, the best way to do so is on the C Spire text line. We'll tell you more about that later, but we will give you the number. It is 601-879-4395. If you have had the radio on today at any point between 6 this morning when Paul Gallo got started through the JT Show, through Rebecca, and now with Sports Talk Mississippi, you know that today is a day that is a little bit different than what we normally do. There's been less politics throughout the day, uh, and there's going to be less sports this afternoon, but for a good reason. We are celebrating our good friend, our colleague, our co-worker, Our family member, J.T. Williamson, who is the longtime host of the J.T. show. As you probably know, J.T. has been battling lymphoma. He's in a really good place right now. His cancer is in remission, but he is going for uh, a stem cell um, treatment process that is uh, about to begin. In fact, he's leaving on Sunday to head to Houston, Texas, where he will be a patient at MD Anderson, which is an unbelievably great place. And we're going to talk to a lot of people throughout the course of the day uh, about JT, have some folks share some stories with you and maybe share with you why they think, uh, it's a great opportunity to support JT financially. We've got a GoFundMe account. The easiest way for you to get there is to go to supertalk.fm slash JT and uh, we're just going right to the top of the list in terms of guests to start things off this afternoon on Sports Talk Mississippi. On the Farm Bureau phone line, the president of Mississippi State University, Dr. Mark Keenum. Dr. Keenum, really appreciate you making a, a few minutes for us this afternoon as uh, as we try to honor JT and uh, and maybe tell some funny stories about him as well. How, how are you? Well, Richard, I'm doing
2: great. Thank you. And um, I, too, am so proud that you and all of your, your Super Talk family are having this special day to to help uh, encourage and support JT. I know he and his family are, have been going through some really tough times. And, you know, I've had family members who've dealt with cancer, and it's really tough and trying not only on the patient but on all the family members. So this is really, I think, outstanding for you and, again, the entire Supertalk family for doing this on behalf of JT. He's a super guy.
1: He, he certainly is. Uh, he has been in the – I don't want to call it a game, uh, but for I, I hope you understand where I'm going. kind of has been in the political game or the political realm in the state of Mississippi for a long time. But JT is a guy that's got interests that are so diverse. He's an outdoorsman. He loves to cook. He loves Mississippi State and has for a really long time.
2: <laughs> he does love Mississippi State. You know, he's a proud Mississippi State Bulldog. He's a graduate. Uh, he loves Mississippi State athletics, especially football. You know, his his daughter Emily was a cheerleader here at Mississippi State, and she's a graduate. And his son JT are graduates. And you know, I, I would see, I, I would visit with him mainly. I would see him mostly when he would be here on campus, and right. and um, I, I frequently go down on the fields back pre pre COVID. And uh, before football games, and I would run into him pretty much every game down on the sideline. And we would talk about what you just said, about hunting, fishing, cooking, uh, or one of his children. And, and he just, uh, he's a great guy. And, you know, my, my memories of J.T. go back to when I first met him uh, at the Shoba County Fair back many years ago, more than probably a dozen years ago. And, and he was part of the, the J.T. and Dave show back then.
1: That's
0: right.
2: And he would set up right out in front of Sid Salter's cabin there, uh, right across from Founder Square, right in the heart of the the fairgrounds. And he would broadcast from there. And I can remember being on his show with he and and Dave, and and I don't know if you remember his uh, the the sign off that they used to have. I thought it was always funny. It was. Uh, <laughs> Uh, never, never trust nobody.
1: <laughs> there are a few of those bumper stickers that are still yeah. floating around out there. You don't see them all that often, but there are a few of them that are still out there.
2: But he's just—he's just, uh, he's just uh, that show gives him uh, fun memories, and then over the years, my interviews with him. And the thing about JT, when you'd be on his show, it really wasn't an interview; it was—it was a conversation. Sure. And he's someone who truly cares about people. He cares about the state of Mississippi. He cares about our nation. And and he's got good opinions on, on most issues. And, <laughs> um, but he, he's fun to talk to. And he, his, his heart is right. He cares about, again, what's right and how to make this a great state. And help the people of Mississippi. And so, someone who has that kind of a, an approach to life and an attitude, you, he, he's kind of hard not to like. And uh, uh, he and I have developed a really close friendship over these many years.
1: And, and Dr. Keenum, uh, it's still fascinating to me that, that you, your life, uh, and uh, maybe not, maybe I should say your adult life, has almost been split in half because there was an entire very successful career in Washington, D.C. And then you stepped away from that, and now are the the dean of the presidents of of uh, presidents and chancellors in the Southeastern Conference. I, I'm wondering if it's hard for you to even remember the time when you were so incredibly engrossed day in day out in politics to where you are right now. Well,
2: I, I've been blessed in my life, no question. You know, it started here at Mississippi State on faculty here, and then serving Senator Thad Cochran for quite a number of years, and working with him as his chief of staff, and then serving President George W. Bush as Undersecretary of Agriculture. And, you know, I, I, those years um, and the time I spent, again, with Senator Cochran really helped, I think, shape and mold me as a as a person, and I, I've been truly blessed, the good Lord has truly blessed me in so many ways, and allowing me to be back here at my beloved alma mater to... Have been here for these many years uh, I've been really really blessed in my life and my career, and don't think I don't thank the good Lord every day for the blessings that he's granted me so yeah it's uh it's different worlds but a lot of similarities you know someone said back. Uh, not long after I came back to Startville to Mississippi State, after many years in Washington, they said, uh, how do you like being out of politics? <laughs> and I laughed, and I said, oh
1: my goodness. Not there yet.
2: <laughs> there, there's way more politics at Mississippi State <laughs> uh, than anything I ever encountered in Washington, so it's just a, it's a, it's a different perspective is what it really is, just a different perspective.
1: Visiting with uh, Dr. Mark Keenum, he's the president at Mississippi State. He is a friend of JT's, has known him for a uh, for a long time. And you now, Dr. Keenum, you you think about going through this something like this that the JT has gone through? It's a long fight. It certainly is a fight that's not over. You mentioned that you've had family members and friends. I think like most of us who have had to battle cancer, right. and Yes, JT's got insurance like most of us do. Most of us that are fortunate to have that, but it just doesn't cover everything. Uh-oh. And this can be such a trying time financially when you have to pick up and leave your home for an extended period of time. And, uh, and that's why we're trying to raise money for JT and his family today. I, I guess I just would like, if you don't mind for you to speak briefly on, on kind of the importance of, of why this makes sense to help JT.
2: Well, I, again, I commend you and the Supertalk family for doing this. Uh, it is. It puts a great stress, you know, on a family in so many ways. And to, to be able to know that you've got, you've got friends and those who care about you who are willing to step up and just provide a little bit. And uh, a little bit by a large number of people. And he has so many good friends and people mm-hmm. who admire him over his life and career. That all adds up and it helps relieve a lot of those pressures you know he's fixing to be out in houston texas for an extended period and you know being away from your home base and your family there uh, it it every bit helps and so again i just i can't say enough about how much i appreciate what you and and everyone are doing to help try to provide whatever level of assistance that someone can provide to jt he's like i said he's a passionate person he cares about this state and our people and He's really made a difference, and I hope we can step up and support him in his time of need.
1: And certainly this is a time of need. Dr. Kenan, we don't get to talk often enough, so I I do want to ask you about this as we we wrap things up. Does it feel like maybe things are trending a little bit back in the direction of normal on, on college campuses, on Mississippi State's campus in particular, as we kind of wind down the fall semester and move toward the spring?
2: Well, Richard, yes. Thank you for that. You know, uh, we're in our last full week of class. This is our last week of class at Mississippi State, and next week starts final exams. It is amazing. And then we will have our four commencement exercises. Our in-person commencement exercises will be on the Wednesday uh, prior to Thanksgiving, and this semester will be completed. And I'll tell you, the first probably three weeks of this semester were pretty tough, uh, I pray to the good Lord uh, constantly to, please, Lord, just let us make it to Labor Day. We just make it to Labor Day. Well, you know, here we are, like I'm saying, last week of class, and uh, it's gotten a lot better. I mean, a lot better. And I think it took a while for our students and all of us to make the adjustments we needed to make. But we've made it, and we've done it. And so I'm just so proud of our faculty and all of our staff, and I'm really especially uh, proud of our students for how they've managed through this very difficult, challenging semester. And so yes, sir. Uh, we've been very blessed.
1: Certainly appreciate your time. Appreciate the uh, the kind words for JT, for you spending a few minute, uh, minutes with us this afternoon. Wish you and your family a happy holiday season and hope that this Thanks. final week and, uh, and finals week goes smoothly in Starkville.
2: Thank you, Richard, very much for having me.
1: Absolutely. That's Dr. Mark Keenum, president at Mississippi State, joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. JT will be with us next. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. We're going to kind of weave in and out of a little bit of sports news. There is something I need to pass along to you as we get set to visit with our good friend J.T. Williamson. The Southeastern Conference tweeted 19 minutes ago, so right about the time we came on the air, the Alabama at LSU game and the Texas A&M at Tennessee game that were scheduled for this weekend have now been postponed Due to positive COVID-19 tests, contact tracing, and subsequent quarantine of individuals within the LSU and Texas A&M football programs. So that's two big games uh, that were scheduled for this weekend, including the uh, CBS Game of the Week with Alabama and LSU that have now been postponed. We'll get more information to you as it becomes available as we move through the show this afternoon. Uh, But that is not our primary focus today. Our primary focus today is on our good friend JT. We're calling it a day for JT. As many of you know, JT back uh, around the beginning of the year was diagnosed with lymphoma. He has been fighting that. Uh, subsequent to his lymphoma diagnosis in early february he dealt with a massive pulmonary embolism he had a blood clot uh, that traveled to both lungs was rushed to the hospital he coded five times placed on a ventilator but the good news is we are not reading jt's obituary far from gone jt it is good to see you on this tuesday afternoon how are you my friend Well, well, Borky, I am not hearing JT. Are uh, you? Uh, I'm hearing. I'm hearing myself now. myself now. JT, I'm not sure exactly what we've done. We will. Uh, he, he's talking. I'm talking. I'm not sure if what you're hearing, uh, but uh, we're going to work to try and get that fixed. And uh, we'll connect, uh, reconnect with JT in uh, in just a second. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. FM. So JT's story is a, uh, it's an incredibly fascinating one. Uh, you've known JT on the air as the host of JT Show, uh, the JT Show for many many years. Dr. Keenum even referenced uh, the JT and Dave Show when he first uh, started going on with JT at the Neshoba County Fair back uh, a dozen or so years ago. And uh, it is a program that has evolved. And JT is a guy who has, in a lot of ways, become family to the entire state of Mississippi. Because from 10 o'clock to 1 o'clock, you knew that you were going to hear JT. You were going to hear strong opinions. You were going to hear uh, about his passion for grilling and for cooking, for brisket in particular, and ribs and recipes and all of the things that went along with that. You were going to hear J.T.'s passion for the outdoors, whether it was hunting or fishing. You were going to hear about uh, human interest stories that came along the way, and uh, we're going to try and get connected again with J.T. here in just a second, having an issue with that. J.T., as I mentioned a second ago, was diagnosed with lymphoma, and from there he uh, had complications, not necessarily directly related to the cancer, but subsequently uh, had that uh, issue with a blood clot, passing through both lungs, and he went into cardiac arrest five different times at the hospital, placed on a ventilator. The message to his family, unfortunately, was to prepare for the worst. But JT describes what happened next as nothing short of a miracle. After more than two weeks on a ventilator, in and out of a coma, JT began to improve. And after four weeks in the hospital, he was moved to a rehab center to begin countless hours of therapy, to not only learn how to walk again, but how to talk again. And you can imagine how disconcerting that was for someone who makes a living with their voice. While undergoing extensive inpatient rehab to recover from the damage caused by the blood clots and his time on the ventilator, JT concurrently began chemotherapy to treat the lymphoma. He eventually gained enough strength to be able to transition to in-home care. He has continued his rehab therapy and his chemo treatments. And now JT is making a transition. Based on the last PET scan that he had, his lymphoma has responded well to chemotherapy, and he is either close to or actually in remission. I'm not sure of the technical definition of that medically, but his fight's not over. JT's doctors have determined that the only way to ensure that his lymphoma does not actually return, which is common for people dealing with lymphoma, is to undergo stem cell tra- uh, a, a stem cell transplant. And JT has been selected as a candidate for a stem cell transplant at the world-renowned MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston, Texas, and uh, is scheduled to begin that process very, very soon. In fact, this Sunday... Uh, J.T., along with his daughter, going to be making the trip to Houston, Texas, where he will be for an extended period of time. J.T., I think we've gotten the bugs worked out technically. You've been doing this long enough to know that sometimes this happens. And sometimes it still doesn't work, but I promise we are going to uh, get it figured out. And here's what we need to do right now. We'll figure out the video stream in a second. Let's just get J.T. to call in okay, we'll we'll get him to call in on the hotline. We'll talk with Jt. Tell you who else we're going to talk to as we go through the uh, the course of the uh, the afternoon. Jt's got a bunch of friends. You've heard from uh, many of them uh, throughout the course of the day. today. you're going to continue to hear from them as we go through the uh, the afternoon. Malcolm Reed. Uh, is going to join us in a little bit. And if we can get things worked out with JT, we'll just keep him on through the break and uh, and let him chat with Malcolm as well. Scary Gary is going to come in, and I don't know that there is anybody, aside from JT's wife and his children, who have spent more time together than JT and Gary. Sid Salter is going to join us. We're going to talk with Scott Berry, the head baseball coach at uh, the University of Southern Mississippi. Anthony Hart is the head football coach at Madison Central and is the uh, athletics director there as well. JT has been involved for several years now as the uh, as part of the radio team uh, for Madison Central High School football and uh, that's another one of his passions. We mentioned passion uh, a little while ago. Mississippi State is one of those things. We know that. Uh he has a passion for the outdoors. He has a passion for politics right here in the state of Mississippi. Certainly has a passion for his family. But JT, and he and I have had more conversations than I can count through the years about high school football. JT, I was just kind of listing off the things that you were passionate about, and I know high school football is certainly one of those.
3: Doggone it is. I'm going to be missing the Madison Central travel into Oxford this weekend for the first round of the playoffs. One of, uh, one of my favorite places to go. We've had
4: epic battles up there.
3: I'm absolutely going to miss that, but Bob will be there in my place, and uh, this is my first time, Richard, since 2003 that I have not been in a press box, so that makes JT, quite a few years.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I got to be honest with you. I am for you with everything we're talking about today, but I am not for you on Friday night. We, we are for <laughs> great, a great football game, but uh, the alma mater for me, the Oxford Chargers, got to try and keep things uh, rolling. They've had a heck of a run, right. and you know, high school football. In the state of Mississippi, it's just so much fun.
3: It is. It truly is the purest form of football, Richard, because you played it. I played it. My son son played it. The kids are doing it for the pure passion of the game because the chances of them doing it past high school are slim to none, And they do it because they love it. And a lot of people don't realize how much they have to give up just to play high school ball now. a it's 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 something you do every day of the year, whether it be with lifting or your nutrition or working out or doing those types of things. And these are high school kids that are doing it, and it's become so competitive. Uh, It is just unbelievable. Hey, Richard, I wanted to say one thing. I know you're going to hold through the break, and I want to make this clear, and I've done this throughout the day. I want people to understand I've been under the care of UMMC uh, since uh, back about April. Uh, Actually, before then, when my original doctor referred me to UMC for a stem cell transplant. I started at St. D. I went to UMC, and I've been there since. And and I want to make everybody clear and understand that I've had the most utmost and wonderful care and have been taken care of, and they're the ones. UMC is the one that's got me to where I am right now, basically in remission to where I can take the stem cell transplant. And it's not because UMC does stem cell transplants, and I'd much rather stay home. But it's just a timing thing. I can get it done now, while the time is nigh. I can get it done now in Houston, where it would take me longer to do it at UMC and to get into that process and to become a candidate. So I want people to understand that. that I, I I don't want people to think that I'm doing something because you know I'm pro Mississippi, and that includes absolutely. UMC. And they have done outstanding for me, Dr. Halal, and everybody there. It's just a timing thing, Richard. I really want people to understand that's why I'm going to MD Anderson. And, and, Uh, and, JT, I appreciate
1: you sharing that. One of the things that's really fascinating when you look at the medical community, and and we'll have to continue this conversation after the break, is in a lot of ways the, the medical community, especially when you're talking about advanced cancer care and some experimental therapies that are out there, it's kind of a small world. And it's very interconnected, and the relationships that exist between health care units in different states, they work together. And uh, this is absolutely a collaborative effort between what's happening at the University of Mississippi Medical Center, UMMC in Jackson, and uh, and the good folks at MD Anderson. We'll continue this conversation, and we're going to add a voice to it coming up in just a few minutes. Don't forget trying to raise some money for JT and his family as they continue this fight. And they get ready to make this uh, extended trip to Texas. If you would like to donate, you can go to Supertalk.fm/ JT. We'll tell you more about it in just a second. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. All right, back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at Supertalk.fm, on what we are calling a day for JT. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian. Hey, Dad. JT is on the Farm Bureau phone line. Also, our good friend Malcolm Reed is on the Farm Bureau phone line. So we just got a party now. Uh, before we get to Malcolm, JT, I want to give you a chance to finish up what you were saying before the break. We were talking about the fact that um, uh, that, that you were. Receiving, ha- have received and are receiving outstanding care right here in the state of Mississippi, initially from St. Dominic's and, uh, and then from uh, UMMC. And it was kind of UMMC working in collaboration with MD Anderson uh, to get you more quickly into this stem cell transplant protocol. And uh, I just kind of made the, the observation that in, in some ways the medical community, uh, especially with spe- specialized care, is a really small world.
3: Well, it is, Richard, and my doctors are working together. Obviously, you know, they sent all my stuff out to, to, to Houston, and, uh, I have a Dr. Nair out there who's my oncologist, hematologist, and, and a Dr. Halal have worked together. And then, ironically, my original doctor was Dr. Q at St. B, who's an outstanding doctor, but they don't do stem cell there, so that's why I got sent to UMC. And now my stem cell doctor out at, in, uh, in Houston is also named Dr. Q. Now, it's not Dr. Q. U. like back here. It's a longer name, but everybody just calls him Dr. <laughs> Dr. Q. And it's funny. They're all fascinated, especially out in Houston, by what I do for a living. Because when they ask me, you know, they ask you nine billion questions. And one of them is, what do you do for a living? And I said, well, I talk on the radio. And they, you know, they're like, what? And I was like, well, yeah, I talk on the radio. I've been doing it for 20 years. I said, I do a talk show host. And so they immediately stopped talking about cancer and want to know more about that. So they're very much infatuated with what I do. So uh, it's kind of funny that that they do that, both Dr. Nayer and Dr. Q. But, uh, yes, uh, that is uh, my wonderful care at UMC and St. D. Obviously, when I was in ICU, I was at St. D. And uh, those nurses and Dr. Cassell and Maggie, the young nurse in the ER, that saved my life, and then, uh, you know, the work that's going on at UMC. And, and now at MD Anderson, I just I just wanted people to understand how I got to MD Anderson and, and why I did that. I didn't want them to think that, you know, I thought it was so much better or something. Like I said, I'd much rather stay home and do it here, but that's just not the option right now. And we're doing what we need to do best. Malcolm, Reed, how you doing, old buddy? I'm doing good, man. It's great to hear your voice, J.T. Man, I you know, that's been the biggest thing, Richard, and... You know it as well as I do. And, uh, hey dad, you're getting, you hadn't gotten bit by the bug. I don't think all the way yet. Fork, you may be getting there, but when the radio bug bites you and it gets in your blood and you can't do it, that's been the hardest part, Richard, is not being able to do my thing and be behind the microphone. Um, when I went up there a couple of weeks ago and actually was in the studio and had that mic and mic in front of me and that red light that was the, that was probably been the highlight since i've been in the hospital and was able to do that
1: yeah I certainly can can understand that when it bites, it bites hard. You mentioned a second ago that people are interested in you talking on the radio, one of the guys that you 've talked to a lot through the years, and quite frankly, we have borrowed in uh, in some of your absence is is Malcolm Reed and <laughs> Malcolm, you know it's interesting to me that uh you know you, you start out maybe as hey I, I need somebody to talk on the radio i need I need a guest and when those conversations happen more and more frequently over an extended period of time, uh, it goes from a, uh, a an interview to a conversation and from a conversation to a friendship, and I feel like that's what you and JT have, uh, have been able to forge through the years.
4: Oh, that's exactly right. I was thinking back, trying to remember when I first met JT. It's probably been well over 10 years ago, and, and he found me when I was still sending out a newsletter and didn't even know that I lived in Mississippi. <laughs> I remember our that's first conversation. He found out I was in South David and so we became fast friends and he's graciously invited me down to the studio before and it's you know, it's been a lot of fun spending time on the air with him and talking talking uh, barbecue and just talking food in general.
3: Well that's truth, Richard. I I was just goofing around on the internet one day and was looking for some barbecue recipes and how the barbecue right popped up out of com and I started going, dang, this dude's a competitor, and he's sharing all those secrets right here on the Internet, and it's free. And I just started looking and looking, and then I think I got Rhino to figure out how to get in touch with him, and we called him, and it was just out of the blue. It was, it was crazy, and we found out the captain South Haven, and here he is, a Mississippi boy, so we just kind of hit it off and uh, kind of went from there, and, uh, you know, we get to live vicariously. Malcolm Reed goes out and he barbecues for a living. Now, that's that's a gig, guys.
1: You, you are right about that. And it's proof positive that sometimes Rebels and Bulldogs can be friends.
3: <laughs> well, we don't. We don't, Hey, Richard, we don't need to go there today. There, there's just no reason to go there today.
1: If you can't say that with a smile on your face like I just did, then, you know, it just can't be said.
3: You know I'm kidding with you. You know that. Hey, hey, Dad, they have to put up with us, we have to put up with them. That's basically the way it is, isn't it?
0: I don't know if you heard, but at the start of this, he referred to Dr. Keenum as the very top of the guest list. So everybody else is beneath Dr. Keenum per Richard Cross.
3: Uh, Isn't that cool that he would call in on my behalf, man? That touched me hard, guys, listening to that. Because, I mean, both my kids uh, went to school under his tutelage there while they were there. Uh, Of course, I was there when Dr. Zacharias was there. And uh, Dr. Keenum's top shelf man, he has uh, been the blessing for Mississippi State University. I can assure you of that. There's no doubt about that. Hey, I got
1: to
3: tell a tale on Richard. No, I got to tell a a little tale on Richard. Richard comes bebopping up to the radio station one day, hauling his grill behind his truck, right? You got me? That's correct. Yeah. And uh, it says he's got cooking with Richard Cross on the side of his grill. Now, that takes some cojones to be able to do that right there, to go in and put your name out there before you even get anything off the grill, right?
1: But, but, but here's the thing, JT. There's another layer to that. You, you didn't tell the entire story. That sign on the side of my grill actually says cooking with Richard Cross and the old Miss Rebels. Now, Oh, I forgot that part. Uh, Hold on a second. Hold on, though. (laughs) Here's what you need to know. That grill was a gift. I I was engaged at the time to my wife of uh, 14 and a half years now. Her dad got into this little deal where he started. He went and took a welding class at Cahoma Community College because he decided he wanted to make grills. And so he built my brother-in-law, who was not my brother-in-law yet at the time, that he, he built one for me and built one for him. Everybody in Jane's family went to Mississippi State. Her dad, her mom, her brother, aunts and uncles, the whole deal. And so he did Smart one for Jake, people. and he put uh, <laughs> cooking with Jake and the Mississippi State Bulldogs on it, and he put the other sign on mine.
3: That's funny. i got a kick out of that. Malcolm, what are you doing these days? Doing state cook-offs? Well, I'm getting ready to do a big hog
4: cook up here in Bayou, Mississippi. It's going to be the first and only one of the year, actually. So it's you know I'm excited about it. I haven't got to cook a contest in a long time. You know this COVID's had us uh, you know not being able to travel and all that. All the contests canceled. All this JT. So we're uh, they're actually going to have one, and, and we're excited about it.
3: That's the one thing I've never cooked, and I really want to do one day. I actually want to watch somebody do it first. So I can learn that uh, a whole of barbecue tastes totally different than doing a butt or a shoulder, doesn't it, Malcolm?
4: Oh yeah, you get to really see um, you know what the what, what the the animal's all about when you can cook all the ha- you know the ham, the shoulder, the loin, the belly, the ribs, even the jowl. You get it all cooked in one. It's got to be perfect. You know, you've got to get those different muscle groups together. Uh, you got to get them done at the right time, and that's a challenge. But there's nothing like it when, you know, there's nothing like whole hog. That's kind of the measure of a true pit master if you can cook a good whole hog.
1: Malcolm, I'm curious about this. I know you've got a big fancy grill that, that you can get the entire hog on, but have you ever gone the route of the whole dig a pit and cook it in the pit?
4: I've cooked them on a, on one of the cinder block pits where you can stack all the blocks up, put some rebar across it, and lay some old expanded metal on there. I've never actually done one where we dug the hole. But so we put the coals, we build a fire in a burn barrel, and we shovel those coals on top of the ground in the brick pit. And that's a, you know that's kind of the traditional way of cooking a whole hog. You know, I know some of those guys used to dig a pit and put them in the ground and stuff, but you don't see that very much. But the old cinder block pit's one that's been around a long time.
5: Yeah, certainly.
1: <laughs> there you go um malcolm i want you to share one thing before we wrap up i can't let you go without a recipe if somebody wants to smoke a turkey for thanksgiving coming up what's the best way to do it you got about 45 well, seconds
4: i like to get one about the the 12 to 14 pound range that's more manageable and it's been cooking about four hours you want to brine it first for about 24 hours you can use some salt, some brown sugar, put whatever seasons you want in there, plenty of water. Cover that bird up, soak it to get some flavor in it. And then get it out of the brine, dry the skin off with paper towel, season it up with whatever kind of seasoning you like. Um, you know, barbecue or just salt and pepper will work, or you can go Cajun even. And then get it on a pit for um, at 300 degrees, and it's going to take about three and a half hours. That's about the easiest way to cook one. You want to get the breast to 165? In the dark meat to 175, and then let it rest just about 15, 20 minutes before you go carving on it to keep all those juices inside.
1: Sounds spectacular. That might be what happening for Thanksgiving at my house. Malcolm, thanks for jumping on with us. JT, we'll talk to you in a little while.
3: Thanks, oh, guys. Okay, I'll you JT, T, you hang in, in there, the brother. Part.
1: Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Richard Cross, Michael Borky, and Brian Haydad. A busy first hour. We talked with Dr. Mark Keenum, president at Mississippi State. We also spent some time with JT and with uh, with Malcolm Reed and uh, having some fun. Today is a day for JT, our good friend who is, uh, well, he's just had a really tough 2020 in terms of, uh, of health issues. It was uh, a lymphoma diagnosis getting set. Uh, he had done uh, kind of all the, the pre-screening work to begin his, uh, his treatments for lymphoma. And uh, in February of this year, uh, in preparation for that, had two blood clots pass through his, young, uh, through his lungs, uh, was raced to the hospital, uh, went into cardiac arrest five different times, which is basically he coded on the table five different times Uh, back in February. It was a very, very scary time. Uh, J.T. says, but for the grace of God, he would not be here today. Uh, J.T.'s cancer treatments have gone exceptionally well to the point that he is in remission, but with an enemy-like lymphoma, there is no uh, permanency to the remission. And so J.T.'s doctors at UMMC, working in conjunction and with the protocols from MD Anderson, uh, MD Anderson Cancer Center in uh, in Houston, who is kind of recognized as the global leader in uh, in cancer research, uh, he is going to uh, go through uh, a stem cell transplant that his doctors believe will permanently eliminate his lymphoma. So it's not get through it today, and then move on and hope for the best. It is you have the confidence to move forward knowing that the lymphoma is gone and will not be coming back. It's amazing uh, the, the progress that we've made in cancer treatment. It's amazing the life-saving work that is happening at uh, hospitals uh, and research institutes all over the United States and all over the world. And JT is a beneficiary of that. He is leaving on Sunday with his uh, with his daughter, for houston and is going to be there for 12 weeks of treatment and yes if you look at the calendar that does mean that jt will be spending christmas in houston texas at md anderson he will have his daughter with him and so we are thankful for that but when you look at something like this even with uh, with insurance there is significant expense that is tied to being gone for three months rent food travel expenses etc and so um the folks at Super Talk, Mississippi, well, much higher up the totem pole than any of the three of us, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad, or I uh, are, uh, decided that this was going to be a special day. And we were going to uh, reach out to many of you who have become family to us, who have become family to JT, and ask for your support. And here's what I think is the coolest thing. By the way, if you want to financially help JT, you can do so by going to the GoFundMe page. It's uh, The easiest way to get there is by going to supertalk.fm slash JT. Really simple, supertalk.fm slash JT. You can click on the Donate or the Donate Now button. It's a really simple process. You can use Google Pay or Apple Pay or enter your debit or credit card number, and uh, you can make the donation right there online. Here, guys, though, is what's the coolest thing to me. 261 people have donated to this. And there are donations that range from $5 to $1,000. And the donation amount doesn't really matter. I mean, it matters in that all of this adds up to try and help us get to the goal of raising $30,000 by the end of the day today. And we're over two-thirds of the way there. We're at uh, $20,206 uh, so far today raised for JT and his family for all of the uh, the bills that they've got coming. It's a remarkable uh, showing by all of you, uh, listeners, friends, family, uh, you know, close relationships through work, whatever it is. But 261 different people have reached out and said, "I want to be a part of this." Two more I since you help started JT.
5: talking, too. By the way,
1: sorry, I'm talking a lot. No, so that's okay. just
5: we're up to 263. In the the couple minutes you were talking, we added two more.
1: Uh I would be remiss if I started reading off the list of names. Uh, Many of these donations are anonymous. If you would not like your name associated with it, you can make an anonymous donation. Or if you would like to uh, have your name there. And by the way, if you leave your name, don't think of it as, oh, I want people to say, wow, fill in the blank, made a donation. That's not what this is about. The reason that you put your name on a donation like this, on a GoFundMe page, is as a way of encouraging others, as a way of somebody seeing your name and going, oh, wow, well, if they can donate $5, so can I. If they can donate $250, so can I. And that's the reason that you see Sports Talk Mississippi on there as well. That is a donation that we made together to help our friend and our colleague, JT, and we want to encourage you to do it as well. And we appreciate your support. I know... Without question, JT and his family appreciate your support. I've talked a lot. I'm going to talk a little bit less. We're going to get Michael Borky and Brian Haydad more involved. We're going to bring uh, Scary Gary into the conversation coming up in uh, in just a little while, which means none of us will be talking. Gar- Gary will be doing the talking, uh, but that's okay. Gary's going to join us in a little bit. So will Sid Salter. So will Scott Berry. So will Anthony Hart, the head, ba- uh, excuse me, head football coach at madison central here's the way to do it supertalk.fm slash jt supertalk.fm slash jt to make a donation back with you on sports talk mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm richard cross michael borky brian haydad thank you for being with us you're just gonna have to forgive me I don't know how to go through life without everything being a competition. That's kind of what we do all the time, right? We we compete with each other, with our takes, with our picks, with everything else. By the way, guys, great call on the under. Nailed Thanks it. Thanks for taking my advice on plus nine and a half last night. Nailed it. Hey,
5: mm. after a 4 weekend, I was due a loss eventually. Yep, 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 yep. So,
1: anyway. I didn't have Emily here to pick it, so. Yeah, with, with regard to the whole competition thing. As as a company, as a family, we set a goal of raising $30,000 today for JT and for his family in their time of need,
5: and we're kind of knocking on the door. We're at $21,231. Hey, refresh that thing. You'll be surprised.
1: Okay, well, let me hit refresh. Oh, we are at $23,356 which means we are 6,600 and change away from reaching our goal today. And so I would issue you a challenge. I don't want you to feel uncomfortable and certainly don't want to ask you to do anything that uh, would put you in a difficult spot financially. But if you're so inclined and if you feel like it would uh, would be a good thing to do, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we would love for you to uh, to make a donation, and you can do so by going to Supertalk.fm/jt to uh, help with the expenses that uh, JT and his family are going to incur as they spend about three months in Houston, Texas. C Spire text line is open to you, 601-879-4395. That's the number, 601-879-4395. Bull, there's a lot of it in wireless, but C Spire thinks you deserve a plan that's actually what it says. Here's the real deal, the best plan for one or two lines, $45 each, with auto pay and paperless billing. No bull, C I'm not sure that there is another person in these United States of America, outside of JT's wife, who has spent more nights with JT than Scary Gary. What do you think, Gary? Is that accurate? That's pretty accurate.
6: I mean, JT and I have been around knowing each other for over about 25 years now or so. Wow. I met, I met JT when he first moved back to Jackson uh, from Startville and was working at the local rock station here. And we got to become friends because we were into racing and, and and music and everything so we just we just kind of just hit it off and he was calling the dirt track racing and i'd go down to the dirt track racing and get up into uh press box with him and watch the races and you know just did a lot of things well jt and i became really good friends and we went to bristol tennessee and did a driving school at uh bristol motor speedway and i mean we've you know went to talladega i mean we we traveled a lot long before he ever came to work here and then he came to work here and uh, started working here and and became went worked his way up uh, to a host and i lost my job where i'd been working and uh he and well got big daddy to hire me on as a contract labor so i worked for about three years as contract labor basically i was just i was doing whatever they needed to do and so um, which
1: is still kind of what your business card says whatever needs to be done right. you got it
6: jack of all trades and a master of nothing but but that's just the way I've grown up doing a little everything but uh and then of course when we got the two buses and started doing football that opened up a full-time position for me and I've been on here for 17 years now and I mean JT and I have beat a lot of highways down in Mississippi and all over the southeastern conference I mean we used to like to say we'd been to every SEC venue except Fayetteville, Texas A and M, and Missouri, and the only reason we'd have to go to Arkansas was that they used to play at uh, Little Rock. Little Rock at the Veterans Stadium there, but uh, we went all over the southeastern United States and never had any issues with you know folks. I mean, it was it was just amazing. I mean, we'd pull up in the middle of two in the morning at the LSU RV lot, and the the folks that are still up start coming over and JT's like, don't get in no fight I'm like, we ain't gonna get in no fight and the first thing out of their mouth was y'all want a beer? Second question was, y'all like Budan? Well, I mean, it's like... Hey, Gary,
1: you were fast friends at that point, oh, weren't yeah, you? we were all
6: fast friends. I mean, eating and drinking, what else could you want? But, I mean, we went all over the place, and people would invite us to come and eat breakfast and eat lunch. I mean, it was like everybody wanted to feed us. I mean, it didn't matter who you were rooting for. It just was, you know... The, Get the radio guys over here. Well, JT and I, I wished I had a number of how many remotes that we have done through the years. I mean, it has been – we started out with the Demon Damon was the first RV we ever had. It was an old Chevrolet-powered Damon. And then we got the new bus, our two-state and Ole Miss bus, and now we have Mm -hmm. the other bus. Well, JT and I just – got on the buses and we would go i mean it's like we would leave sometimes on a thursday to go to some of these like kentucky you know it's you get take a while to get up there and we'd just pack everything we needed and we had a grill i mean we hit the road and once we stopped we'd set up cook supper and clean the grill i mean next morning pack up go on and but we've did that for years and i mean As people said, after we got to know each other so long, we were like an old married couple, we'd argue like we were married. But we both, I mean, we both understood (laughs) each other. And we were kind of like the brother from another mother. I mean, we always got along and it was, you know, always had fun but uh with this happening to jt it's it's i know it's been hard on him because i haven't been able to talk to him and you know it's just hadn't been able to do remotes and it's just been different but this is a, a good day for jt i mean you know people that are donating just they don't know how much good that they are doing i mean <laughs> it, every dollar i mean i i put some money in the envelope that you know and gave him and i really don't have a lot of money but i felt that i needed to do something just to show you know that i do love him i mean it's it's like a brother to me and i knew his i know his family i mean know all his family everybody knows me i mean had met his grandmama and i mean his mama and just everybody i mean knew his daddy and just
1: you know great family and they always accepted me i just wanted to uh, forgive me for interjecting but but you said, you know, you knew his kids, you know his wife, you know his, his, his in-laws and his parents and everything else. And whether it's politics or hunting or fishing or cooking or Mississippi State football or high school football, there is nothing in JT's world that means more to him than his family. Right.
6: And his work. I mean, and by the way, you're work. part of that. Well, I mean, thank you, Richard. But I mean, it's I've always kind of officially been part of his family in some aspects. I mean, we used to when they used to have the um, the egg bowl on Thanksgiving Day, we would go up to Startville or or well go to Startville and eat with his in laws. I mean, they'd always invite me to eat, and it was always you know you got enough, you don't want to take some with you. You know, it was always like it just treated me like the family. I mean. Just, just good folk, but this they asked me to, you know, get on and tell some stories and all, and I said, well, I can't get on there and tell where all the skeletons are because I really don't remember all the skeletons are buried either, you know. <laughs> I mean, like I
1: said, we have been on the road so many times. Answer this for me. What's that? I, I do want a story or two. You guys both logged a bunch of miles <laughs> in yes. those buses. Oh yeah who is the better motorhome, motor coach rV driver you or JT i'm gonna let it
6: go to JT i mean he, he really uh, well i mean i've i've learned through the years and all i mean i had driven some trucks when i was growing up you know farming and stuff you just you drove whatever they had for you to drive and of course JT had driven a truck and you know he kind of you know would teach me stuff and tell me stuff and it'd be like now you don't need to be going this fast or tailgating or nothing you know this thing ain't gonna stop <laughs> but uh he was always kind of you know he was always kind of the the same one and of, that the, would of lead the you arguing
1: like a married couple right uh, yeah. the backseat driver yeah. or the, the, yeah. the wife telling yeah. the husband how to drive
6: <laughs> turn right up here you know you <laughs> know but no jt and i we we logged a gajillion miles i mean for just for instance we had to go to uh this is just one it just pops up we had done an all-day alzheimer's remote in tupelo at the mall and we had to tear down and we loaded up on the bus and we drove from tupelo to uh hattiesburg and uh got down to hattiesburg and you know set up and and (laughs) We started setting up the stage, and by that time, I was literally so tired that I could not remember how to put the stage together. I mean, you know, Richard, you've been like this before. You've you've been up, you've worked all day, you've driven somewhere, and then you've still got more work. And it was like, I just can't put this thing together. And he's like, well, you you got to remember. I mean, you've done it a thousand times. I'm like, well, when you're tired, you just can't do it. Well, I finally... Got it together, and we got it together. But it was just like, I mean, we had been up and on the road all day. It was just like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And they, you know, was like, well, "Well, you better know what you're doing. You're supposed to put this thing together." I mean, <laughs> but uh, but now we, we we've we've been a lot of places. I mean, we've taken some wrong turns and pulled up into some um, where Siri would hold say, "Hold that you thought, appreciate...
1: Gary." We got to go to a break. Right. supertalk.fm FM slash JT if you want to give. Back with you on this Tuesday afternoon, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming online at supertalk.fm. A very different day with you today. Richard Cross, Michael Borkey, Brian Haydad. In just a minute, we're going to go to the Farm Bureau phone line and visit with uh, Sid Salter, who is uh, a name that you know well and has been uh, officially part of the Super Talk family in the past and kind of unofficially part of the Super Talk family as well. But, Gary, I do want to finish up with you. Uh, I-, I couldn't help but be touched Uh, By the emotion in your voice as you were talking about uh, your friend and your brother, JT. And I know it's got to be heartwarming to you to look at the fact that almost 300 people that listen to Super Talk Mississippi have donated almost $25,000 to help with some of the expenses, uh, some that we know about and some that we don't even know that are probably going to pop up along the way for JT in the coming weeks. Oh, it's great. It is just great. I mean, people from Mississippi, I mean, they always
6: said people from Mississippi are the most giving. And each time we ask the people from Mississippi to, to donate to something, I mean, every, every time they come through, well, now it's the time that we're asking for JT. I mean, JT needs this. I mean, it's going to be a financial burden that nobody uh, – like, nobody – that we're talking can hear us even knows unless they've been through it i mean it's gonna be unbelievable what the bills are gonna be but um mm-hmm. uh, i mean every dollar will help i mean you've got apartment you've got food you've got transportation you've got i mean all this uh, stuff that you don't ever think about i mean you've got to buy toilet paper and paper towels and i mean just just everything i mean you don't think about that stuff all of it all,
1: of it, all like, of it. And it's all going to help.
6: Oh, real quick, Richard, while I was sitting all right. here. Uh, uh, Sid's which, waiting on us. we okay, got to hurry. Look, real quick. When we were doing Mississippi State, they had just got through doing Confunction Junction up there, and it was all <laughs> fresh dirt. And it was just, I mean, it, it, Jim Ellis said, oh, you'll be fine. It had been raining four days before we went up there. You'll be fine. Okay. I'm, all the way up there, I told JT, I said, it's going to be wet. It's going to be wet. Well, we go try it. I said, okay. So we pull up there and I walk out there and it's it is a little wet and I said, Well it's wet, but maybe it'll you know, hold up. (laughs) Thank God we were going at an angle. We rolled that bus up, got the front wheels across the driveway and across the sidewalk, and that left rear dual dropped off that curb and hit that thing and it went all the way to the frame and stuck. (laughs) And it's eleven thirty at night and I'm like, oh Lord, and we're at Mississippi State Well, we had taken a. I had put a cinder stepping stone on the bus, and for a year and a half, he had given me fits about why is this stepping stone on there. I said, I don't know, but it's on here. Just just hush. We go use it at some point. (laughs) Well, I got off, and we got the flashlight, and sure enough. was able to get the uh some wood under the high lift jacks and we jacked it up and got the tire to break bottom of the the hole that we had made and i put that stepping stone and some wood there and jt was able to back that thing up out of that hole and we was able to maneuver and get it turned out onto the street and went up and parked up by the animal husbandry building and that's the volleyball <laughs> stadium but it was like we had a hole. like a bomb had gone off there. And the next day, they come down to to the junction to have the fanfare. And there's, I'd taken some of the fence from the side and it ring it. You know, put a put a fence around it so people wouldn't fall off in the Grand Canyon. And it was like a bomb crater was there. And it was like,
1: Gary, <laughs> you're the best. You're the best, my man. Scary Gary. Thank you. Nobody for else me, But like everybody him.
6: donate for JT. I mean, it'd be it's for a really good cause, and he will Thanks, ab- Gary. appreciate it.
1: Thank y'all. Sid Salter joins us now. He's the Chief Communications Officer at Mississippi State, uh, former host here at Super Talk Mississippi, political analyst. Uh, Sid, you know Gary. You know there is none other like him. Um, We're raising money today, though. Statues of limitations is up, and we do not need a bill for any damage caused by Gary, JT, or a motorhome that may or may not have happened in the past.
7: Listen, I'd rather just sit here and listen to uh, Gary than to talk. Um, Gary's a great guy, Houston, McDavid, the, all the crew, uh, there at super talk. And of course, uh, uh, the show that I did for super talk was in the same time slot that y'all are feeling so well, uh, Richard. And, uh, one of the people who was just so kind to me during my days at super talk was, was our friend JT. And of course, uh, I hope. Uh, everyone in the sound of my voice will uh, think about uh, JT and his family the challenges that are facing them Uh, you know we we say a lot of times when we hear about other people's troubles that you know I I know how you feel I I do know how JT feels I've I've been through uh, lymphoma and I've been to MD Anderson and I have stood at the uh, fork of the road where JT is now uh, I also, from, from the standpoint of the financial uh, deal, uh, this type of cancer and this type of treatment is, uh, is in seven figures. Now, will JT have to pay all that? No, he's got insurance, uh, but, What's left after insurance is still going to be pretty daunting. I was fortunate, a uh, lot of friends, a lot of uh, business associates, all of that, um, and, and of course, Mississippi State stood behind me uh, during that. But cancer is a tough road, and um, I, I I can't stand the thought of JT having to go through this physically, but he's just such a good person. Um, my family uh, thinks the world of uh, JT. He's always been part of our Neshoba County Fair cabin uh, experience and super talk. Uh, began to have a presence there and you know we just look forward to our time with him I've done the shows with him here on campus and of course I love hearing him tell Jack Crystal stories uh, hmm. we we have a lot in common but, but, but let me tell you uh, every dollar that this show the station raises for JT uh, is needed uh, JT is in uh, quite a fight and you know, God blessed me and enabled me to survive and to, you know, I've, I've had two grandchildren born since uh, I got into remission. And uh, there's a lot of life out there left for JT, but he's got to be able to fight this fight. And the people who donate today are helping him uh, lean into that fight, and I hope, I hope people will continue to be good to my friend.
1: And, and Sid, we now have had uh, 299 people donate over $25,000. So generous, uh, so compassionate, and, and that's kind of what we have come to expect in the state of Mississippi, um, and this is no exception. But I would love to hear kind of from your perspective the importance of a support system when, when you're going through this. I know you had that. Uh, with your family, with your close friends, JT certainly has that with his family and his cl- close friends. But to be able to look at something like this and know that that many people are pulling for you, are praying for you, are thinking about you, and are financially supporting, it- it's got to be a boost to-, to you emotionally while going through this difficult physical
7: time it's It's a boost, and it's incredibly uh, humbling to uh, feel the power of prayer, feel the support of your friends and neighbors uh, and And as I've told people a lot of times, you know when when I was uh, in Tupelo taking my treatments, I I never felt like I was anywhere close to the uh, person in the most trouble or the person that was suffering the most because I saw so many other people that didn't have those resources, that didn't have that support going through cancer uh, in many cases alone. So JT is blessed with a wonderful wife and children and friends and associates, but uh, it's a tough path and i'm I'm praying for him and uh, i'm I'm supporting this effort. I challenge all of you who have enjoyed the show and enjoyed uh knowing j t and working with him to um, to finish this and and let's let's do what we can to make this experience as bearable as possible for him.
1: Were you even in the least bit surprised if you had not previously heard that story? Heard that JT and Gary were arguing about whether or not to pull in a newly constructed area that might or might not be soft, and then were blaming it on Jim Ellis while they got a motorhome stuck at midnight in Starkville?
7: No, that that that's one of the that's one of the. It <laughs> was par for the story. course, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, one of the tamer stories. The uh, the thing that I used to ride JT a lot about was. When he decided to scar up that bus, he usually uh, did it in the area where my picture was on the side, not his.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, that, that's probably fitting. You know, I asked earlier, I asked Gary who, which of the two of them was the better driver, and he said he was going to defer to JT. Probably what I should have asked is which one of the two of them hit more inanimate objects through the years, and I don't know the answer to
7: that. I'm going to plead the fifth uh, on that. <laughs> I tell you, some of these places we went for remotes. Uh, in the Delta, there's a there's a festival up there that we did pretty often in Clarksdale. Uh, but, I mean, we ended up in places at, at really odd hours, uh, and, and not everybody was <laughs> exactly uh, welcoming at those hours. And, you know, JT just rolls uh, off him like water off a duck's back. But he's absolutely—he's uh, quite a guy.
1: He certainly is. And, Sid, um, I, I appreciate uh, you bringing kind of, a, kind of a personal angle to this to uh, to go along with the professional angle. We had a great visit with Dr. Keenum earlier. appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time this afternoon as well. Uh, always good to talk with you, my friend.
7: Absolutely. Thank you, Richard.
1: That's Sid Salter, uh, Chief Communications Officer at Mississippi State. A uh, cancer survivor himself, beat lymphoma, and uh, encouraging you as well. Uh, Certainly a a unique perspective there. If you would like to donate, we would be so very grateful. Supertalk.fm slash JT. Really simple. Supertalk.fm slash JT. You. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. We're not talking just a ton of sports today. Which, frankly, given all the news, may not be the worst thing because it's just gonna give you a heartburn. My goodness, gracious, You've now had three games postponed this week in the Southeastern Conference. Mississippi State and Auburn was announced yesterday. They will not be playing earlier today. You got the announcement, Texas A&M at Tennessee not happening this weekend. LSU hosting Alabama not happening this weekend. Auburn has paused team activities. Sam Pittman's got COVID at Arkansas. Just a lot of bad news. So we'll set that aside anyway because this is a day for JT, our good friend, our colleague, uh our family member, in some cases, J.T. Williamson of The J.T. Show, who uh, has got an ongoing battle with cancer. His uh, lymphoma is currently in remission, but uh, he is about to uh, ship off to MD Anderson for 12 weeks to uh, go through a stem cell transplant. And uh, we're trying to raise money to uh, offset some of the costs associated with that. If you would like to donate, we would love to for you to do just that. So far, over 300 of you have donated a combined $25,500. And they are donations that range from $5 to 1500 that have come in throughout the course of the day. And a guy that has gotten to know JT through the years... Uh, is on your radio right now the Farm Bureau phone line he is also a uh, a friend of mine a friend of this show Scott Berry head baseball coach at the University of Southern Mississippi Scott always appreciate some of your time how are you my friend
8: doing good Richard and, and thank you for including me in this special day for JT man what an honor to be asked to come on and and talk about a remarkable man that we we all miss on the radio and And this is energy and everything that he brought to us through the airwaves. And and I know you guys, it it hits close to home because you work closely with him each and every day. So uh, this is a day for him, and we want to make it special.
5: Well,
1: we certainly do, and I appreciate you spending a few minutes with us. I was kind of ticking off, Scott, earlier some of the things that I feel like JT is passionate about. And then I realized... He's like a lot of Mississippians. He's got a lot of things that he really likes. He certainly is interested in politics. That goes along with his job. He has an unbelievable passion for his family. He loves the great outdoors. He loves college athletics. He loves high school athletics. That kind of makes him like a lot of us in Mississippi. He
8: sure does. I'll tell you what. uh, Several years ago when I first uh met JT. He was doing a remote here on campus and I can't remember. It was probably for homecoming festivities. And since then they partnered, y'all partnered with Corner Market and we did a lot of live events then. But each time that I was able to sit down and spend just a few minutes on on his show and, and talk about whatever he asked me to talk about it was always refreshing when I left because I felt like I'd gotten closer to a, a friend and, and become a, a better friend. And you know, from day one, you could tell uh, this this big imposing guy sitting at that chair. I remember the first time, and of course, I'd heard him on the radio, and and he doesn't hold back. He comes at you. He's a man's man, and that's what I liked about him. And uh, but you know, from that first meeting, Richard, he really welcomed me in to uh to what we do here at Southern Miss and what his radio show is all about and what Mississippi's all about and you couldn't hit it more with the characteristics of of JT and and what he's all about he's all about family he's all about his faith and and there's nothing that's carrying him further in this uh this fight against cancer which he which he will win i really believe that uh, because he knows he has family, and that's it's not his immediate family, but it's his radio family, it's his Mississippi family. And he's got an unbelievable faith, and he's had that attitude from day one that this was not going to take him down, that there was something meaningful that was going to come out of this. And that's been his whole mission, that he's been able to communicate to me on the few times that we've talked.
1: Scott, i got to be honest. I'm a little worried about your reputation. You know, if, if, for, for the people that only know you on the baseball field, I mean you you don't smile a lot when you're on on the diamond. I mean you are all business, you're locked in, but when people hear you talking like this, they're like, "Hold on, he he likes to deer hunt. He likes to be outside and fish. He's got a big old smile on his face when he when he's talking about his family." Uh I I'm worried about your reputation going forward.
8: Well, I don't know about all that. Baseball sometimes <laughs> has its good moments and its bad moments and uh but you know, uh this is this is a real moment right here that we that we all are, are helping today to try to try to try to help J T with these expenses and, and like you said, that what an outstanding uh, 300 people have donated to uh, to help him with this, this expense and over $25,000, and he's not asking for the money, and you and I both know that. That's but right. But it's Mississippi, and that's what we're all about. We're about standing up and helping each other, and, and nothing is uh, more evident today than what, what has been witnessed through this, this show and, and all day long.
1: Scott, I do want to ask you about uh, another person that is near and dear to your heart because I've got you, and, and I know you have faithfully kept up with, uh, uh, with Coach Corky. Uh, uh, just the, the, the stuff that's going on there in Hattiesburg kind of give us an update uh, on, on what's happening with Coach.
8: Well, you know, coach had a stroke back in August, for those that don't know, coach Palmer uh, and dear friend of mine. And, uh, you know, once again, another true Mississippian that
3: mm-hmm. that has
8: all those same characteristics that we identified in JT, but he's actually right now at a facility in Collins called the landmark where he's receiving um, physical therapy five days a week. Uh, you know, it's, it's a long battle. I won't lie to you. And uh, physically he's, he's challenged right now and getting back to, to being the way he was and you know our prayers go out to him and his wife debbie and his his brother ted and, and you know and, and trying to pull him back through i talked to him actually last week on the phone he sounded really good he had a great sense of humor so it was great to hear his voice but you know another example just like jt there's no guarantees in life and things can turn on you in a in a in a minute you know or a second so You know, that's what happened here, and uh, they're they're life-changing events, but I think it's time they're they're events that help others, uh, us like like us, to learn from them. And I think, you know, that's the one thing that J.T. has told me in our conversations is that he has a real story. He's a miracle, man. I mean, he coded five times, and he's a miracle. And, And like I told him, you know, the good lord is not ready for you yet you still have something that you have to accomplish on this earth and and i believe that and and he does too and that's what's so special and and coach palmer does too and and whatever the story comes out of this it'll be one for us to, to be better for as as our, as as our own people
1: scott Berry is the head baseball coach at southern miss has become friends with jt over the last several years and uh, kind enough to spend a few minutes with us what an incredible lesson For all of us as well and and jt i mean he has fought this thing but just a reminder that that we can't take anything for granted that we're not promised uh, another day and we we better make sure that the people that we care about know that we care about them and, and we better live life to the fullest
8: boy you're not kidding you know everybody we wake up every morning everybody's got an opportunity on that day to make that day what it is and you know and it's all driven by attitude and you and I both know that, and it's easier said than done. And and sometimes it's it's took for granted. But at the end of the day, that's that's what it's about. It's about the opportunity of the day and to live that day. And whether it's to uh, to do something self satisfying for other people that goes outside yourself, you know, I I tend to think that giving. Um, it makes you feel good. It should that you that you give a part of yourself, whether it's your time, whether it's your money, whatever. But you know, life is about giving. It's not about making or receiving. And uh, you know, these these are moments that that remind us of this.
1: And it, and it's kind of crazy how often you, you find out when you do give uh, that that you're the one that ends up being blessed, uh, almost uh, almost without exception, um, by the gifts that you give that that. Are really intended to help others.
8: That's exactly right, and the internal rewards—that's what's so special. You know, not the publicity what you get for doing these things. It's it's the things that you do behind the scenes, the things that really just give you an inner peace of, of giving of yourself and, and what it means. And, and that's who you—that's who you're really trying to trying to challenge—is yourself and in, in giving more of yourself to other people each day.
1: Scott, always appreciate your time. Look forward to visiting with you about uh, about baseball very soon. Want to get that uh, full report coming out of fall camp and uh, looking toward a spring season. But uh, today, we'll let the focus be on JT. Thanks so much for your time.
8: Well, thank you so much for including me. And prayers go out to JT and uh, just uh, keep keep up uh, keep up all the good work that you all are doing.
1: Yes, sir. That is Scott Berry, head baseball coach at the University of Southern Mississippi. Always kind with us with his time and. I don't care if his uh, reputation takes a hit or not. I will tell you, he is absolutely one of the good guys. Um, not just in college baseball, but in college athletics, period. I am, uh, am thankful to call him a friend and uh, have really, really, uh, it's been rewarding for me to get to know Scott through the years and uh, appreciate him coming on and visiting with us. Um, what we're talking about today is uh, our friend J.T. Williamson, who is uh, the host of the J.T. Show Uh, 2020 has been a a tough year for him. Uh, Diagnosis of lymphoma uh, back at uh, the end of January, uh, getting ready to begin his treatments. Uh, He dealt with um, multiple um, uh, blood clots that passed through his lungs. You heard Coach mention it just a second ago. Five times while he was in the hospital uh, for that pulmonary embolism, he coded. He died for all practical purposes, on the table. And all five times came back to life, spent about a month on a ventilator, has made slow and steady progress. His cancer is in remission. He is headed to Houston, Texas, uh, at the order of his doctors at UMMC to receive immediate stem cell uh, transplant. And uh, we're trying to raise some money to offset some of the expenses related to that. We are trying to get to a goal of $30,000, and you have given generously we're up uh, almost to $26,000 with a little o- over an hour left on this day for JT on Super Talk Mississippi. Supertalk.fm slash JT to donate. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at Supertalk.fm on this Tuesday afternoon. A unique, a unique day for us on Sports Talk Mississippi. A unique day for Super Talk Mississippi. We're focused on our friend, our colleague JT, who has a stem cell transplant coming up in Houston, Texas. He's going to leave on Sunday with his daughter, and they will be there for about twelve weeks. And we're trying to help defray some of the medical expenses and the living expenses associated with that. Three hundred twenty-four of you have donated twenty-six thousand one hundred fifty-eight dollars. We had a goal coming in today of $30,000, and that is very much within reach as we've got an hour left in the show. Uh, Guys, this is obviously a very different day, but it is, I think, an uplifting day as well for uh, folks all over the state of Mississippi coming together to
5: help support JT and his family. Yeah, he's one of the the first person here, and really the only person here that at first my first Likes couple you? of years well oh, that that sorry. really wanted to help ah. me um like get better in radio i mean every it felt like for years every day he had something to tell me an anecdote or a bit of advice but uh, that obviously i'm very thankful for but it was when it, we found out katie was pregnant cuz mm. i was a wreck I had no idea what to do or what to think. We didn't have enough money. I mean, what am I going to do? I can't be a dad. And one day, he just sat me down and said, Michael, think about how many people you know that are dumber than you. (laughs) And he said, they have kids, and they do just fine. You will, too. And that kind of calmed me down, and ever since then I felt pretty good about it. So every day he had something for me, but when uh, Katie got pregnant is when he was really at his best for me, and so I've always been very thankful for him.
0: You know, yeah. he's always I mean, go ahead, Haida. Just a, just a great guy, great bulldog. Uh, I'll never forget his face when he not long after I started with with, with Super Talk. He took me out to lunch with, with our friend Willie, so we went to this local Greek restaurant. He's like, let's get the sampler platter. I'll get one, and you get one. Well, you know, knowing what I know about Greek food, I should have known better. The sampler platter was like four pounds of meat. We each had one. <laughs> And we, by God, we got through it. We ate it, but man, we, we we. I think they had to carry us out of there. Will may. Was there remember. anything we for just, Will after that? Oh, uh, Will, Will! Will ordered his own thing. He ate what he had. He just like a little small thing. But me and JT both ate about a, a combined eight pounds of Greek food, and uh, we got through it though. So that was a testament to his character.
1: <laughs> Not going to let it go to waste by, no. by any chance. You know, it's it's interesting. I caught the end of uh, Rebecca's show, Borky. She had uh, a similar sentiment to what you did, uh, and I think it speaks to the, uh, the, the relationship that JT has with his own kids and with his wife and, and how important family is. She talked about how he was an encouragement to her when she was going through her most recent pregnancy. I, I don't know that I've ever talked to JT, um, at least not since we've had kids where he didn't ask about my family and about my kids, and usually would remind me to not blink because it goes by quickly. Uh, and that's uh, a guy who is, um, I mean, look, when, when I first got to know JT, he had kids that were still in either elementary school or junior high. And I remember kind of from a distance following their path through high school, as football players and a cheerleader, and then on to Mississippi State, and, and now graduates of Mississippi State, uh, it really has been a remarkable journey. And uh, JT talked very candidly uh, to me about you know what it was like to get to the point where you're kind of empty nesters. Doesn't change your relationship with your children. Certainly doesn't change how you love them. But when you've been so involved with their lives, he he told me how difficult it had been. Uh, for, for he and his wife to uh, to kind of go through that and, and figure out how to be, um, you know, older mom and dad. And I don't mean like older in the sense that, oh, they're over the hill, but mom and dad at a new stage where kids aren't in the house and it's not loud and they're coming through the doors and you're having to tell them to close the door. And uh, I think one of the things that's been really special for, for JT, and I don't want to speak for him, he can do that himself coming up here uh, in about 20 minutes, but I think it's been really, really special for him to have his daughter uh, basically by his side every step of the way uh, through this process. Um, to to uh, alongside with his wife, kind of be his primary caregiver and make sure he's getting to the appointments that he he needs to get to on time, and you know, be an encouragement along the way. Um, and and so, if if you've listened to the JT show through the years, you know how important his family is. He, he's never been shy about talking about that.
0: Not at all. No. I mean, no question about that. You know, he, yeah, he is definitely a family-first kind of guy. That's what makes him a great man. And if you would like to uh,
1: contribute to the fund, the GoFundMe account that has been put together to help defray some of the expenses related to JT's time in Houston, that is going to begin this Sunday We would be incredibly grateful, and JT would be incredibly grateful as well. This is not something that JT asked for. Uh, This is something that uh, we at Supertalk wanted to do for him. Uh, Appreciate all the -the behind-the-scenes work that uh, Alex Payton and Houston and Kim Dillon and Steve Davenport uh, have put in in uh, pulling this off on relatively short notice uh, once we knew that JT was headed off. We'd love for you to donate. You can do so by going to supertalk.fm slash jt supertalk.fm slash jt more coming up with you when we continue for the five o'clock hour Sports Talk Mississippi with you, streaming at supertalk.fm on this Tuesday afternoon. A day for JT. We are focusing on our friend, our colleague, our family member, JT Williamson. He is host of the JT Show and has been for a really, really long time so far today. uh, Well, first, let me back up just for a second. If you happen to just be jumping in the car, it's after work, you're not aware of what's going on. We're trying to raise some money for uh, JT. JT uh, is battling cancer. He was diagnosed with lymphoma back at the end of January as he was beginning uh, or was about to begin his treatment for lymphoma. Uh, He had um, multiple blood clots pass through his lungs. He coded in the hospital five times, had to go through about four weeks on a ventilator, was able to, uh, while he was in the hospital recovering from that, begin some of his cancer treatment. His cancer is currently in remission, but he is about to leave for Houston, Texas. He is, uh, in conjunction with his doctors at UMMC, going to be receiving treatment at MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston, world-renowned cancer center there, uh, and he's going to be c- receiving a, a stem cell transplant. And uh, the goal of this, uh, and what his doctors are optimistic about, is that this stem cell transplant will help his lymphoma go away, where it will not be something where he is living in remission, hoping for the day that, you know, it doesn't come back, but as opposed, uh, instead this will eradicate JT's cancer. And he won't be worrying about whether or not that day comes where he gets the news that your cancer has come back. And so we're trying to help raise money to offset some of the costs that are associated with, With uh, being away from home for three months, having to have a place to rent, having to eat, having all of those expenses that go along with just living while also going through this intensive treatment process, 334 of you have donated over uh, $26,000. We're about $3,500 away, a little less than $3,500 away from our goal of $30,000. And with that, we are excited to welcome in Anthony Hart, who is the head football coach at Madison Central. He's the athletics director as well. He certainly has gotten to know JT, uh, JT through the last few years, in which JT has worked on the uh, Madison Central radio broadcasts. And Coach Hart, JT told me a little while ago when I talked to him that this was the first time since 2003 that he was not going to be in a radio booth on a Friday night, and it's breaking his heart because it's a playoff game this coming Friday.
9: Yes, it is, and we're gonna miss JT. He, he's a part of us, and it's been a it's been a lot of lot of change this year without him being around, and we we miss him. Uh,
1: tell me a little bit about your relationship as you've gotten to know JT over the uh, over the last few years. You know, our, our main our main time together every every week is
9: when we film when we film our um, radio show at Rosa Scott School. We meet in the green room there and do that once a week. And you know, we get together and get to have some laughs and and talk about football and other things. and, and it's a, it's a fun few minutes that I get to spend with him every week.
1: And, you know, one of the things that, that we've talked about today is is JT's a guy that's got a bunch of interests. Uh, he obviously, because of his work, is engaged politically in the state of Mississippi, but he is so incredibly close with his family. He loves the outdoors. He loves to hunt. He loves to fish. He loves college football, and he absolutely loves high school football. Yeah, and he,
9: it shows. You know, we we get to we get to talk about it, and and um, you know he understands it too. You need you know one thing I appreciate appreciate about JT is he understands a little bit about what you go through as a coach every week, and you know we kind of feel the same thing. And um, you know I think he's a lot tougher on officials than I am, and we get to laugh about that every week too.
1: <laughs> well, it's almost like if he could go to bat for you during the game with officials, maybe both of you would be in better shape.
9: Yeah, we probably have a bunch of flags on the ground
1: too. Yeah, well, you're you're probably <laughs> right about uh, uh, right about that. As you've gotten to know JT, has it been pretty evident how close he is with with his kids and how proud he is of them?
9: Yes, no, no doubt about it. You know, we talk about when his his son played football at MRA. We've talked about that before, and you know, just talking about his family. And I, I remember when he was in the hospital at Saint Dominic's, and and um, we went up there, and he was he was in the ICU, and it was a little touch and go. And you could just see how much his family loved him. And you know, that's just a a, a bond with a family is what it's all about. And you can just see that in him and in his family.
1: Anthony Hart is the head football coach at Madison Central, also the uh, the athletics director. JT is part of the radio crew that uh, calls Madison Central games on Friday nights. They've got a playoff game this coming Friday with uh, with Oxford up in uh, in North Central Mississippi. Obviously, this is a part of the state that you know well uh, from from your time at, at Lafayette. Big game coming up this week. Yes, it is,
9: and you know it's. Um... When you get this time of the year in our in our league, when you, especially with us being a four seed and going to play the one seed in Oxford, you know, it's, it's tough football every Friday night in the playoffs. But, you know, it's a lot of fun, and it's, this region we're in is, is, is a great region, and it's a fun region to coach in, a lot of great coaches and a lot of great players. And, you know, J.T.'s been with us all uh, through all these years and these, these playoffs we've been in, and, and I, I'm sure he's going to miss us probably as much as we miss him.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Anthony, we you, 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 would be cliche if we said, oh, you know, a season unlike any other, uh, but it has been. It's been a different year with, with fewer folks in the stands, although some of those numbers have gotten a little bit bigger as the, the season has gone along. How have you handled this particular season with your team, just trying to kind of be focused one week to the next?
9: Well, you know, it's every day, every day is a process. You know, you have to take a lot of things into account when you're planning, you know, keeping your kids separated as much as you can, Um, just talking about making wise decisions away from the field as far as getting around people. You know, you talk about and you do a lot of things that you never would have imagined you would have had to do with the football team. But our our kids have have done well thus far, and um, we just want them to stay stay safe. And we try to, as, as football coaches, we want to put them in the safest, best possible environment that we can.
1: Well, I know you and uh, coaches across the state of Mississippi have done your absolute dead-level best to do that throughout the, uh, the course of the year. I uh, know this is a busy week with a lot going on for you. Really appreciate you spending a few minutes with us this afternoon, Coach, and uh, wish you all the best. Playoff time, is uh, if you're a high school football fan, this is it. This is the most fun time of the year.
9: Sure is. Thank you for having me on here.
1: Absolutely, that's Anthony Hart. He's the head football coach at Madison Central. They've got a playoff game coming up Friday night against Oxford. You heard him say that uh, they're the four seed Oxford is the uh, the one seed after uh, winning their region and uh, they've had some uh, some knockdown dragouts in recent years. so that certainly should be fun. Uh, wish all the high school football programs that are still playing in the state of Mississippi all the best. Uh, Coach Hart joined us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Uh, it'll be an abbreviated version of this. Do want to work it in, though. It's time right now for the College Football Fix. College Football Fix is driven every day by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Log on to buyfordnow.com. Find out why the best selling trucks are built for tough. And don't forget the holiday sales event has begun, which means great savings for you across the entire lineup of Ford cars, trucks, and SUVs. You can test drive one today at your local Mississippi Ford dealers. And I wish that the college football fix today was a fun update, but the reality is it's not that much fun right now, especially when you look at the SEC. SEC's done a pretty good job of getting games in to uh, this point of the season. This weekend, though, three games have been postponed. Mississippi State-Auburn, it was announced yesterday, was postponed. And uh, Mike Leach let us know that Mississippi State was within one eligible player of having to postpone their game last week against Vanderbilt. As more tests came back, though, they fell below the player threshold. They're not going going to be able to go. Since that announcement, we found out that Auburn has shut down temporarily, their football operations, as they've got nine players and three staff members who have tested positive for COVID-19. So the game might not have happened even if Mississippi State had been able to go on Saturday. So that was the news yesterday rolling into today. Also, you had the news yesterday that Sam Pittman, the head coach at Arkansas, had tested positive for COVID-19. You also had news out of Kentucky that they were dealing with issues, though Mark Stoops would not call it an outbreak at this point and then you found out yesterday that LSU was dealing with issues and that their game with Alabama was in peril. Well, you got the announcement today that Alabama LSU has been postponed as well. And I don't think am I crazy or do we have a makeup date yet for Alabama LSU? Is that also going to the 12th no. or is that a problem because of LSU already having a game said. rescheduled?
0: They have not said yet. I think we are on the the verge of the of all the Power 5 conferences announcing everything's going to be pushed back a few more weeks. They're going to have to just get the Rose Bowl in line and say, look, it's just not going to happen on New Year's Day for you because I think they're going to have to push some stuff back.
5: Yeah. They're at least doing some reshuffling in the SEC for sure. Um, yeah. it, there was an idea out there, I think it's a good one, to play LSU-Alabama next weekend and move Alabama-Kentucky. and It made sense. I'll, I'll send it to you here in a little bit. But we'll see where it all shakes
1: everything. out. Certainly a lot of moving parts. Additionally, Texas A&M's game, which was scheduled to be played in Knoxville this coming Saturday, has also been postponed. So you've got three games at this point that have been postponed and are not going to happen this Saturday. Uh, By the way, Texas A&M is Ole Miss's opponent next weekend. J.T. is going to join us again. That's your college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Don't forget, we would love for you to donate to help offset some of the expenses related to uh, J.T. and his family traveling to Houston to begin stem cell transplant procedures next week. 343 of you have donated already. Go, uh, Let's see, supertalk.fm slash J.T. to donate. whelmed with your generosity. That's uh, that's how we feel today here at Super Talk Mississippi. A day for JT. This was not JT's idea. This was uh, this was hatched on him, and uh, all of us at Super Talk Mississippi wanted to uh, wanted to do something to uh, to help JT and his family as uh, they continue this battle uh, to not only put cancer in its place, but to beat cancer once and for all for uh, for JT. His cancer is currently in remission. He is about to go to MD Anderson. Uh, the doctors there working in conjunction with his doctors from UMMC uh, and originally from St. Dominic's in uh, in Jackson, JT was quick to point out earlier how great the medical care had been that he's received here in Mississippi, uh, but as a matter of timing, they were able to uh, get him approved and in this stem cell transplant program at MD Anderson. Along with his daughter, he will travel to Houston on Sunday, this coming Sunday, and uh, today has been about JT. It's been about you having the opportunity uh, to uh, let JT know that you're thinking about him, uh, that you're offering up prayers, that your thoughts are with him and his family, and also supporting them financially, as there are a lot of expenses that are associated uh, that are not covered by insurance with uh, what he's about to go through in Houston. JT, I welcome you back in. I'm going to give you an update in just a second, and it's going to blow you away on where we are in terms of uh, raising money. But I had someone, and I think you're going to recognize his voice, who wanted to talk to you on the air. You good with that?
3: Sure, man. I'm trying to hold it together. So. All
1: right. JT, this, this is some guy who drives a bus and goes by the name Big E. <laughs> Big E, what's up, baby?
10: Rich, thanks, man. Let me tell you what, what a great, what a great honor to talk about JT Williamson, man. Let me tell you what. This guy right here, and I, I want to set the record straight. I heard earlier you interviewed Scary Gary, and they're talking about this motor home and running up down the road and all this kind of stuff. JT and them, JT and Scary, they've been telling a story on me for years, that's not true, and I want to set this record straight now.
3: Yeah, you better, okay. you better get away from Everett because lightning's gonna strike. You <laughs> well, better get away from him.
10: Hey, this is my time, big guy. You hush for one. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, we were coming out of South Carolina. You know, uh, Mr. Davenport had bought them this little nice, pretty boater home. And mm-hmm. I don't know who's driving. Now, that's interesting. You brought it up today. Who drives that thing? Either Scary or JT. I don't know who was driving. But they were running driving. down the interstate. They were running down the interstate by 45 miles an hour. <laughs> and so I was having to be in the bus, and I passed them. And so, you know, I'm I'm going on. I'm running the speed limit. Sure
3: and so you are. They,
10: got, they tried to get the little talkatoy toy in behind me. And run, and they got upset because it wouldn't run the speed limit. And y'all know <laughs> me being a law-abiding citizen. I, <laughs> I was just straight on. Straight on <laughs> and, and so anyway, he tells the story that I was speeding. And there's no way, guys. It, it's just that their little thing wouldn't keep up, and they got a little upset about it.
3: That 325-horsepower mm-hmm. Caterpillar diesel was on the floor, and we were trying to keep up with E, And we hung with him till we got to Atlanta. And when we got in that traffic in Atlanta, I told Gary, I said, my knuckles are white. I said, I can't take it no more. I said, we're going to let him go. We hit him up on the CB and told him we were going to follow him. And I think he said, good luck or something. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds about right.
10: You're embellishing it even worse now. We
3: we hung with him for for as long as we could. The governor on that thing was said it about, I, I don't even Well, I better just hush.
10: 55, oh, 55, am up over 70 on the interstate. Y'all were running about 55.
0: Well, okay,
1: I'm going to interrupt, and I'm going to be slightly more serious just for a second. JT, I want you to know that uh, I, I saw as I was scrolling through the names of folks that had donated, there was uh, an incredibly generous donation that came in from Everett earlier today. I saw that, and, and I was
3: getting ready to send my thank you
10: text.
1: Well, guys, I wish I, I
10: could do more, guys. Because Let me tell you something, JT, I'm going to be serious with you just a second there. And I thought that, that Sid Salter and Scott Berry did a tremendous job of, mm-hmm. of, you know, relating what most people think and certainly kind of stole my thunder because that's what I was going to tell you. is that you laying on that table, big guy, and you code five times, and the good Lord could have pulled a plug on you any time. But he says to you, JT, you get your big butt up because I ain't through with you, brother. you got work to do before you can reap all these benefits that you've been waiting on. So he told you to get your big butt up and go back to work. And I've heard your testimony today several times, and and you get it, big guy. You get it. You know exactly what he wants you to do, and that's what you're planning to do. And that's what and everybody's to well for. You to get back and get it. And, and let me tell you something. I just want you to get back on that radio because one more time, I just want one more time. I want you to hear, make Mississippi great again. <laughs> <laughs> Everett,
3: Everett, thank you for the donation, buddy. And.
10: Oh, man, I just wish like it could you. be more. It, it ain't nothing, uh, brother. Let
3: me look, tell you. Look, look, that's you don't know that's
10: about a half a night in a sleep in. I just want to tell you. <laughs> well. hey, Thank Everett, you.
1: Well, Everett, it's always good to hear from you, my friend. Look forward to talking to you soon.
3: You bet, guys. Thanks for the opportunity.
1: That's Big E. He I is uh, he is the listen. bus driver and has I been JT you for you a long time.
3: At nine zero. that's all I'm going to say.
1: Mm-hmm. I nine hear you.
3: 0 buddy. You just couldn't
1: help yourself, could you?
3: Yeah, uh, Listen, I'm trying to hold it together, man. I got tears running down my cheeks right now, man. And
1: well, I said this that
3: earlier Steve today, JT. Told me, that Steve told me he was going to do this, and, and now that this has happened, and they're just not – I'm trying to hold it together, buddy. I just – I can't say thank you enough to everybody out there and to you three guys and to Paul and Rebecca and Dave and and I just can't say thank you enough.
1: Well, we know you're thankful, and I hope you know that we all love you. And uh, the, the fight that you have put up has been an encouragement to all of us, and it has been an encouragement to the entire state of Mississippi, and I think that is evidenced in um, the donations from, to this point, 351 people. And we are now... shy of the goal of $30,000. That's unbelievable, man. And, JT, look, I I said this earlier, and you didn't chastise me, but I remember a conversation that you and I had one, one time. Because good, bad, or indifferent, I tend to make things a competition. And we were walking away from Palmer home. You had finished up one day, and you said, Richard, It's not about what you guys raise or what we raise. It's about these kids at Palmer Home. And I couldn't agree more. However, when there's a goal that is thrown out there. I know it, buddy. I want to hit a goal. And we had a goal coming into today, and that was to get to $30,000. And we are about to get to $30,000. And it's not, I mean, I know it's about the money. But it's really not about the money. This is about the entire state of Mississippi wrapping its arms around you and saying, brother, we are with you, and do not give up in this fight.
3: I'm not about to give up, Richard. I've, I've come too far. And I need to set the record straight on the Greek restaurant. It's, hey Dad still <laughs>
1: <you're> there? <laughs> He's still here.
3: I'm right here. What's up? You know I'm dude, telling the I, truth. Dude, when I get well, and the next time you come to Jackson, and maybe Cross will be here too, and Borky, we're all going to go to the to the Greek joint, the real Greek joint, and it's going to be man versus food, buddy. Let's go. It is, it is, but actually, Brian, we brought food home. You remember because we had Rhino. You and I couldn't finish. It That's either, right. Buddy. It's that much food. Did we not it's finish really it? I, I, I don't know. Think no. <laughs> we brought some home, or I we brought some home to Rhino because Rhino had lunch. He had late lunch. Man, it was enough food to feed poor people. What are you talking about?
0: It, it was incredible.
3: Isn't that, in, in that great times, so, though? That we can go back and think about that. And so many more times that we're going to have. And, Richard, I don't know if you got a guest in the next segment, but I want to tell a story about Richard, if I can.
1: Uh-oh. So, I don't, I don't yeah, I'm sorry, JT. I think we've got guests the rest of the way. We're probably not going to be able to talk <laughs> we, anymore. We, today. <laughs> we,
3: can take, we, we can take just a second, because I want to tell that story real quick. I've known Richard a long time, a very long time. Guys, I've been at Super Talk since 1997, okay? Y'all remember that? That's a long, I time, ago. That's I a long time ago. I absolutely do.
1: I absolutely do.
3: And I started there as a producer. I wasn't even on the air, except, you know, when the mic would get cracked and the, the talk <laughs> show host wanted to talk to the producer or something. <laughs> because I literally started my radio career over for the third time in my life. When I came to Super Talk, that was the third time, or that was actually the second time, that I actually had to turn it over and start over again, and start at the bottom, and, and work my way up. I had done it one time before, when I had left start and moved here with my wife, my pregnant wife, with my son. I was going to be the manager at the racetrack, and it, just things didn't work out with some personality conflicts, so I had to start over in radio then and that was 1993 and i worked my way up from part-time overnights on music stations to programming uh, a station here in jackson that actually
1: took the to number one
3: and all right time out told,
1: time but, out jt hold, hold all right, that thought all right, music's playing right, you know I'm, how these hard breaks work we got nobody scheduled it. the rest of the way you're with right, us cool. until you don't all feel cool. like it anymore all right brother sports talk mississippi I'm confident that on the other side of this break, we will have eclipsed $30,000 raised for JT and his family as they continue this fight against cancer. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back with you. Back with you on Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us. You know, as always, the C Spire text line is open to you, 601-879-4395. Want double the data for the same dang price? Now all prepaid by C Spire plans. Get double the high-speed data through the end of the year. No bull, just better wireless. Learn more at cspire.com slash prepaid. A lot of really nice messages coming in Uh either for JT or about JT, or asking for the link in which to donate, so I will give that to you right now. It is very simple, supertalk.fm slash JT, supertalk.fm slash JT. That is a link to the GoFundMe page that has been uh, set up for JT and his family as they embark on the uh, the next step of the journey in the fight against cancer that JT has been enduring since uh, late January. Uh, Things got pretty dicey in February. There was an extended stay in the hospital, four weeks on a ventilator. Uh, While recovering from a pulmonary embolism, he started getting his uh, cancer treatments while in the hospital. His cancer is currently in remission, but he is now headed to Houston, MD Anderson, after uh, a recommendation and a connection from his doctors at UMMC to get him into the stem cell transplant program. That is going to happen starting next week. He and his daughter will uh, will head to Houston on Sunday and um, uh, will begin that next step in the process. You have been unbelievably generous. We set a goal for today's Radiothon for JT of $30,000. We have now eclipsed that goal, and uh, your donations continue to pour in. And we cannot thank you enough for your generosity for our friend, for our colleague, for a devoted father, a devoted husband. And uh, I know, JT, this has been an overwhelming day for you, but, uh, my friend, we, uh, we are so glad... Uh, that this day could happen, and we could be here to uh, to stand by your side in this fight?
3: I guess, Richard, the only thing I can say is, isn't it awesome, Brian and Michael, that we work for a company that would do something like this for one of their employees? Absolutely. Isn't that, isn't that, isn't that the coolest thing, if you really stop and think about that, that we work for a company that would do that for one of their employees? And I've you know I've said this before. We work for the best. We're, we work for the best company in the state of Mississippi, hands down the best media company. But as far as I'm concerned, the best company. And 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 I think that's really what what I've taken from this. I'm I'm struggling for words right now, so I, yeah. y'all understand that. I just I'm humbled. I can't say thank you enough. I can't say thank you enough for you guys taking a day off today of sports to do this for me and Paul and Rebecca and Dave. And, uh, I also want to say a special shout out to Sid, Sid Salter, who called in earlier. He's Sid and I really become very close to this because he's really kind of, you know, like the big brother walking me through this going, here's what's going to happen next little brother. Here's what's going to happen with what you got to do and what he's been through. And, He's really helped me out with that and I want to thank him as well so I'd, I'd rather tell stories because if I don't I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose it guys I'm just telling you I'm, Well, I,
1: I want you to tell I'm, this story I'm, about me I'm but really, before you do I'm really that over, I want,
3: I'm really overwhelmed right now yeah the point. I'm, uh, I, I'm,
1: I'm, I'll echo well, JT what you're saying Steve Davenport uh, our boss here at uh, at super talk Mississippi um he's a pioneer in the radio industry uh, not just in the state of Mississippi, but nationally, with, uh, with what he has built over the last couple of decades, uh, with some help from others along the way, but also by just his own grit and determination, uh, has done an unbelievable job building this company into the, uh, the organization that it is. Kim Dillon, our president, and everybody all the way down the line to our local affiliates all across the state, um, under their leadership, have, uh, have continued to grow. And uh, we hope that uh we provide a service that is uh is important to you wherever you're listening and sometimes well, it's lighthearted and sometimes it's serious and sometimes it's somewhere in between but um uh, uh, th- this company at its core is about serving the state of Mississippi and no uh I-, I echo what you said JT There's no doubt about that and one thing about Steve he's
3: a radio guy like mm-hmm. you like me um we're, 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 you know you know what I'm saying Richard a radio guy That's what you learned. You did it when you were in college, just like I did. Uh, He started at a young age. He's a radio guy. He hires radio people, even though it's not just radio anymore. And I'll say this, and, and, you know, I don't know if I've ever told him this to his face or not. but You know, I lost my dad 17 years ago, and he really has taken up a lot of that space for me, uh, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Just as a, somebody older and a mentor, and somebody I could lean on, uh, and even though you know him and I go at it, he go at it with me. You know how it is. But yeah, I've I seen that have
1: before it. too.
3: I, wouldn't have, <laughs> I know you have too. You've been you've been in that chair before too.
1: Oh no, no, I was talking about seeing the two of you go at it, not yeah, not me. Yeah, no, we're we're that. taking me out of this. Uh, it's yeah, about me, JT. I know, I know better than that. <laughs> All right, so what's this story you want to tell?
3: I wouldn't have I wouldn't have it any other way, would you, Richard?
9: No.
1: That's
3: no. Right. So hey Dad, the first time I meet Richard, he's he's young. He's 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 young. He looks like he stepped out of a GQ magazine, right? I think we were over when we were over at Hoover it was the first time or maybe it was the first time you and I had ever really visited. We were over at Hoover and the bus was over there. Richard was over there and he was hanging out. And The young, I'm not going to say cocky, but he was a little bit cocky. Mm-hmm. Imagine and, that. And he, he, he steps out. He's got on, you know, he's got on his loafers with no socks. Oh, by the way, I want some of his camouflage loafers if your wife can find a pair that you had on the other day in All that right. picture.
1: We'll what work on care? that. What size? Thirteen wide. <laughs> We're going to have to get a cobbler to make those, JT.
3: Dude, I've worn a size thirteen shoe since I was in seventh grade, okay? All right. This is what it is. So anyway, and, and we speak a couple of words, not too many. But you know, he we were over there and we were talking about I think we were talking about Mississippi State and Ole Miss, blah 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 And you know, Richard's all he's all dressed up just as, like, you know, nobody's dressed up like Richard. We're all in casual clothes. And Richard looks like he's going to a casual wedding, you know. You understand what I'm getting at,
0: eh, hey, Dad? So anyway, I, I know exactly picture. what you mean.
3: I've got this picture in my mind about Richard. So the more I learn about Richard, the first time he pulls up in the parking lot radio station, he's driving a dadgum truck. And I'm thinking, well, he must have borrowed that or something, you know. Because I'm thinking he's going to be riding in a Saab or an That's Audi. You know, Saab. something like that, right? <laughs> you, know, I'm, you know, I'm getting just an impression yeah. of Richard. I'm thinking he's going to be riding around in an Audi or a Saab. He pulls up in a truck with a toolbox on the back of
0: it. I'm thinking,
3: where do you get this thing? He, he wouldn't know a tool if it hit him in the head.
0: You he know might what know thinking, what a tool is. You can look in the mirror. No, now. Oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. On this day, we're all
3: being nice to each other. Go ahead. We're all oh. being nice to each other. So i come to find out, Richard's a pretty handy guy. Yeah. He... he 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 can do things. He knows how to use tools. He likes to ride a tractor. I'm like, wait a minute. That's a total impression of him. Totally changed. I you know, and I was just, you know, I might have to like this guy after all. I wasn't sure I was gonna, <laughs> gonna have to like him or not. But Richard, I wanna say this about you, buddy. You're one of the best broadcasters on television that is out there. And I mean that. And I'm not talking bad about your radio work either, but you do you do us proud here in Mississippi, when you represent us, whether you're calling a state game or an Ole Miss game or a southern game or anybody else, you do it as good as anybody that's ever done it. And, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And I, you know I mean that when I say that to you. So, But I always, I, always thought, I always thought of Richard as being a, a snobby Ole Miss guy that you know would be scared to get his hands dirty. And then uh, he kind of totally changed that perception for me as I got to know him over the years and now I consider him a dear friend and uh we when we when we visit we visit and we talk a lot when he's in town and I appreciate that. Guys, I JT I'd throw you much. for a
1: loop i throw you for a loop today. I've got a golf shirt on up top but I've got on boots down low. Good for you. <laughs> good, good for you. <laughs> a Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.